It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't And suck. usually a lot of fun on a Friday. Thank you, Zach. We got the Eddie Scazzeri in studio as well. It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com. For details, we call it a loser Friday, but he is not a loser. His name is Al Devin Books. What uh, Dukes, what's your name? Books. Oh, yeah, Books. What's Dukes. up? <laughs> oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a loser day. Yankees lost. Yeah, Mets it was a loser lost. day. Islanders lost. What else would you call it? The Knicks lost the previous day. The Loser Nets didn't Thursday. play. Bunch of losers. Losers. Including Garrett Cole, who's lost. normally not a loser. He was a loser yesterday. Gave up five runs. The Yankees are lifeless, man. And some dude I never even heard of. Ryan Yarbrough. Ryan Yarbrough. You know what he did? Through a complete game. But you know what else he did what yesterday? What did he do? He snapped a 24-start winless streak. Oh. And went the distance. Good job. Good way to do it, Jerry. Go the distance against the Yankees and Garrett Cole. If I would have told you, Jerry, one of those pitchers would throw a complete game yesterday, you would have picked Garrett Cole. All of the money would have gone on Garrett Cole. All of the money, Jerry. That was the Rays' first complete game since May of 2016. I'm surprised he didn't no-hit the Yankees. My God. Well, Brett Gardner homered early. We are due for a no-hitter. We haven't had a no-hitter in like two weeks. Oh, hold on. Did you check your Twitter timeline? I did not. I'm just curious. Actually, I did check my. Yes, I did check. My How many timeline. people? Let's say the Met game started at ten ten. Yeah. Let's say at eleven p.m. Did you have anybody tweeting you? Look out! Here no. comes a no hitter. Because the Mets didn't have a hit till the fifth inning last I night. I did not. I all, Jerry, my people are all. Uh, I don't know about your Twitter followers. Mine all have jobs. They get up very early. They don't have time this to be watching true. games. Not true. They are dedicated to their employers. They get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> does that sounds lovely, doesn't it? They get eight hours of sleep, Jerry. They eat three complete nutritious meals. They exercise daily. They do all things for their heart health. I would have thought that one of your cronies would have alerted you while you were sleeping. No, to a possible you Darvish no hitter. No, they did not. Like at what point when you're watching a baseball game? At what point do you say no hitter alert? Fifth. Right. We were in the fifth inning, and and there were two outs. You know, when I watch you Darvish pitch, I know he's a tremendous pitcher and, and has been for his whole career. But he has like a very uh, – his delivery is very specific, right? He's got a very – Like got, deliberate? Yeah, deliberate. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jerry. That's exactly the term I was looking for. He's got a very deliberate delivery, which to me, as a hitter, I would feel like I want that in a pitcher because I know when the pitch is coming, it's – there's the little, the leg kicks up, the half a second delay. It's like DeGrom. The pitch. DeGrom is the yeah, you're same right. way. DeGrom is that way. The way, he, the way he throws. It reminded me of some pitchers from like the 80s, like Dick Ruthven, who used to pitch for the... Um, the hell did you pull that name Philadelphia out Philadelphia Phillies. He oh, had a Lord. very... Deli- Louis Tiant had a very Look deliberate at Al delivery. Pulling out the references. Yeah. So I thought, like, I bet if I was a professional hitter, and I'm not, Jerry... In fact, I went hitless one time in uh, the we entire heard. season of Little League. But I feel like I could get hits off you, Darvish. 
You because couldn't. of that. You have no chance. Not he does a have that, chance. That nasty, I guess it's a curveball, the one that just goes, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would love to see you try and hit a major league pitcher. <laughs> you, Darvish? Anybody. Even like listening to Sal driving in, he's talking, and, and I heard Gary Apple, too. They were talking about, you know, Mark Melanson was struggling. And then, no, he wasn't, actually. I thought Melanson, I went back and watched the inning. I thought he threw really well. His curveball was ridiculous. The Mets laid off it, but he was missing his spots by like a fraction of an inch in certain cases. You know how hard that is to hit and to lay off that? I would love to see you try. Yeah, I did watch. Uh, I watched uh, on the MLB app, they had just a whole bunch of you uh, Darvish pitches in a row. They had like a, a little video package of you Darvish's night because he also had two hits. Right. Man, those curveballs. I guess when you're looking for a fastball. And you get a one of those looping curveballs. Gonna buckle you. Yeah, that would be. I, I could see you basically turning your head and hitting the deck. Hey! <laughs> but what if I knew the curveball was coming? What if you I still Darvish? Don't you, I still don't think you could hit it. What if you Darvish said to me, "Curveball." Well, didn't Bauer? Bauer did that. Yeah. Remember in spring training? Yes. He basically told the hitter, "Fastball." And that's a, a fastball, right? I don't think you could hit a major league curveball. No, I'm sure. I don't think I could hit a little league curveball. How about this? What what chance? And not, it's never zero. What chances would you give yourself of hitting a major league slider? Looks like a fastball, and then <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, a better <laughs> chance with the curveball if I knew it was coming, and I know it's going to go whoop. Okay, this way you whoop. could put your bat in the way of the ball. And I thought we talked yesterday about the Padres, and we had said that uh, Fernando. I Tatis thought he was Jr. out. Was still hurt. Yeah, I thought he was. That jerk. Yeah, pretty good, huh? Came back yesterday. First of all. He hit that home run, and uh, who's up? Mason Williams, whoever yeah. that is, for the Mets center fielder. Mm-hmm. He had it in his glove, Jerry. Yep. He had the dream play, which he had is it. I know. robbing a home I run. Know. He robbed a home run. Almost. And then I guess when he smashed into the wall, it fell out of his glove. Yep. So, And we've seen that many times. Yeah. It happens. There's nothing you can do about it. But, no, Tatis is really something. The one hit off of uh, Jose Canseco's head and went for a home run. <laughs> when he was in that Texas. One? That was yeah. when Canseco was a ranger, I think. Doink. Yeah. That one was – I think that one still shows up on all the bloopers. Yeah. And it should. Bloopers and even, and follies. And how about, too – I know you saw the replay at this point. How about the McKinney at bat in the eighth inning? The triple? Where yes. they don't send them. And I, I mean, he, I don't know if he would have been out or not. I have no idea. But how about the fact that Manny Machado – is closer to the outfield wall than he is to the infield, which is really incredible that he actually makes that play. Yeah, they had some sort of weird shift on, they They said. did, and I give Ron Darling a lot of credit, too, because a lot of people are like, you know, well, Machado, if he's not there, it's an inside-the-park home run. And then Ron Darling goes, actually, if Machado's not there, the right fielder, I forget whoever it was, actually is playing more towards where the yes. ball was and has a really good chance to actually catch the ball up against the wall. So I thought... Really good analysis from Solid Ron Solid analysis from Ron But Machado Darling. being there was still, I don't know. Like, when you watch the highlight, were you like, who is that? Like, and why is he so close to the right fielder? No, I didn't. It didn't hit me until after uh, they were diagnosing the play. Pretty wild. Almost an inside the park. I completely forgot about Manny Machado. How about that? I was like, oh, yeah. Because the, you're not watching Padre games right. ever. You don't know that. This is the problem what with if Mike I have Trout. The- what if I have the Padres package at home and you don't know it? You have I'm watching no chance. all the Padres games. You don't Jerry. even you don't even have the Mets package anymore. Are you out of your I mind? I have the Mets package, Jerry. It's on SNY. You don't watch it. You don't know that. And it's weird because Tatis has become a star because he's just so much fun. But we still don't get to enjoy it as much as we'd right. like to. And Trout is just great, but we don't watch him. And then uh, Tatis, that play where he on the wild pitch where he yeah. ran home, that was wild. 
it was almost looked like a wrestling collision at the plate. He, he does everything the right ball. Yeah. He's really good. He is good. <laughs> Let's leave it there, yes. When he hit that home run, I guess they, they have a big, like, uh, fake gold chain with a big medallion that, that you get put on you as you're walking to the dugout. That's cool. It's a fun team. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. This is not meant to embarrass you. All right, Jerry. Fair I just, enough. I'm so impressed by some of the names you pulled out yeah. from before. 80s baseball. Who's Jace Tingler? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I know Louis Tiant and Dick Rudfin. <laughs> and all those pitchers with very deliberate deliveries. For How about the other one? Fernando Valenzuela, very deliberate delivery. Yes. Now Who's he's this guy now, you're talking about? And, and well, quickly, um, Fernando Valenzuela, I've told you this before. The first baseball game I ever saw in person was Mets-Dodgers, Shea Stadium. Guess who the pitcher was? Fernando Valenzuela. Who did he pitch against? The Mets. No, who was the Mets pitcher? Oh, that I don't... Mm. Craig Swan. So you know what's so funny <laughs> about that is I don't remember. It was Shea Stadium. I remember we got there in the second inning... And I think the Mets were already trailing one nothing, but Fernando Valenzuela was on the mound, and I'm and I think I was, I think it was 1981, I think. So I was like seven years old, but I knew who he was. I mean, I was into baseball at that point, and that was that's the first live game I ever saw was Fernando. So Fernando Valenzuela played what years? Would you say? Let's see here. He pitched because he pitched a long time. He did pitch a long time. So he is. Oh, wait, hold on, come on. I just real quick, I want to see. Fernando Valenzuela, he pitched for... Just Google it. I am Googling it. So he pitched from 1980 all the way... How about this? You realize Fernando Valenzuela pitched in 1997? Is that right? Yes. 17... What if I told you Fernando Valenzuela pitched for 17 seasons? So he had the Dodgers all the way through 90, and then you got the Angels, the Orioles... He pitched for the Phillies. I don't remember him pitching for the Orioles or the Angels. I would think of him as a wow. lifetime Dodger. Padres and Cardinals he finished with. I don't remember any of that. Me neither. Pretty well. Anyway, Jace Tingler is the manager of the Padres. Oh, he's the manager. I see. Yes. Hmm. I figure since you're watching SNY so much, yeah. you'd be right up into all that. Well, listen, I, I sometimes forget some of the names, Jerry. Oh, so do I. Tingler. So, wow, well, that to me is one name. like Tingler? Yeah. Tinkler? Tingler. Not Tinkler. Oh. You fool. <laughs> tinkler, Tinkler. <laughs> Not Tinkler. <laughs> Did you know who Mason Williams was before he uh, dropped that uh, rob uh, robbing of the home run? Well, yeah, because he's been with the Mets for a couple weeks now. Oh. Mason Williams was a Yankee. Never heard of him. <laughs> but now he's on my bad list, Jerry, because he had robbed a... It would Dead have been a great home run. It would have been an awesome. Play. How about this? How about the Mets first and second? Nobody out in the ninth inning. They tie the game. How about that? That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. I think the robbing a home run is better than hitting a home run. It depends on the spot. Yeah, I think robbing a home run in the second inning of a game is really cool. A game-winning home run, nothing. Better. That's true. Now I think too, robbing a home run to end the game. Yes, equally as cool as hitting the game-winning home run. Oh, I would love that. And it's also more rare. Yes, exactly. Then it is the home run. Right. Game-winning home run, walk-off home run, not rare. Right. Robbing a home run. You don't see it often. Oh, that is very true. You're right about that. You're right. So, how about that? That would be awesome. Yeah. That's what I want to do, Jerry. So, what happened to the Yankees? And did you see Gio Urshela try to dive for a ball into the stands, but he did he forget the nets are there? I think the, you're just running... I, you know, you're just playing. The netting saved, well, the netting, like, stopped them. Sure, from going into the stands. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, you can go all the way back to Derek Jeter against the uh, Derek Jeter against the Red Sox years and years ago when he went head first into the the, the chair. And we'll never have the that stands. again. Uh, we will not. Because thankfully. the Nets. Which brings me real quick. Diving for balls. Diving for balls. Yeah. So I, this is sort of about baseball. The Nets have come into play because we've seen reasons for it. Yes. Balls flying into the stands, hitting people and injuring them. Line drives to people's foreheads. They've got netting and hockey. Same reason, because I believe a young girl was killed after taking a puck to the forehead. Yes. At what point are we going to protect these pitchers? And I'm bringing up the thing oh. in the minor leagues. We have talked about this yeah. before. Are, are we legit waiting for a player to die on the field? Because we were pretty close to that last night. So a, a pitcher took a uh, in uh, Durham, right? Durham, yeah. Durham and um, and Norfolk, I believe. Took a line drive. To the head. To the temple. They canceled. The, they stopped the game and canceled the game because he was convulsing on the field. Yeah. Tyler Zombro is so his he's, name. And he's in the hospital. Yeah. They say he's in stable condition, but they have a lot of testing to do. Well, what can you do in that situation to protect the pitcher? Wear a helmet. Like, why do batters wear helmets? To not get hit in the head with the ball. Right. We now know that balls are coming off the bat in some cases at 120 miles, well, not 115 miles an hour. That's faster than the pitch. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's I've always said and you know, coaching for as long as I have, my biggest fear, especially as the kids start to get older and the pitching becomes faster and the kids get bigger, I am terrified that a kid's going to get hit in the forehead, you know, with a line drive. And you see it at the major this is the minor league level. Like what are we waiting for? I really think we're waiting for someone to die on the field before someone says, "You know what? This is not the right way to go about it." Pitchers would be like, oh, I can't, it, the helmet is distracting to but me. But you'll get used to it. Like you, like batters got used to the batting helmet. Like batters are getting used to the jaw guard. You'll get used to it after an inning. It's not that big a deal. That's true. With it being Lou Gehrig Day the other day, they I was seeing a lot of old footage. Sure. You know, Lou Gehrig, he was up there at bat with no helmet on. Just a hat. When did they decide, like, what about this? We put helmets on these guys. Well, how about in hockey? Goalies didn't wear helmets and masks. Yeah. And I guarantee you. Uh, Eddie, you probably remember who's. Ah, I should know this. Who's the first player that wore the helmet oh, in damn, hockey? The mask, not the helmet. The mask. God the mask? Darn it. Billy Smith. <laughs> not Billy Smith. I, my dad's told me this a million times. I know this, and I, I'm forgetting. My point is, I'm going to Google it. Like, it, was it um, Esposito's brother who was? No, the I don't think so. I don't think it was. Or it was earlier than that. Um, my point is, I think he was on the Canadians. I think. My point is Jacques Plant. Jacques Plant. There were look, you actually pronounced it wrong. Yeah, Good job. It, Jerry. You didn't say Jack Plant. Right. Um, <laughs> Robert I, I, Plant. I would almost guarantee you that there were goalies that were like, "No, I'm not wearing right. it." Well, you know what? You're an ass. Well, you want no teeth? You want to lose your eye? But now, you know, you evolve. It's very it's, normal now. I don't know. That, I saw that story this morning. It makes you sick. It's like we never used to wear seatbelts when I was a little kid. I Correct. just stood up in the front seat of my mother's Plymouth. Your, what was your seatbelt? Your mom's arm. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that was going to help. How about that? Like I stood up in the front seat, sure, of her bench seat car. Yeah, in the world that we were doing back Probably there. Stuck your head out the sunroof. <laughs> How about? Did you have friends in a station wagon? Yes, that would be a party going on oh, in the yeah. back of the station wagon. Right. It's so true. Yeah, it's very weird. So I think it's a matter of time before something is done. All right, so let's put helmets on these pitchers. Maybe we get like not like a true batting helmet, no but a helmet that works for a pitcher. Something. You need some sort of protection. I mean, I guess your face is always going to be uncovered. That's yeah. but you got to protect 
the skull at some point, yes, don't you? you got to protect the skull. I would think. That's what I would say, Jerry. Yeah. You also got to protect your condo, oh, especially if you've been there for a year <laughs> like I have. It's my anniversary, Jerry, and still no gifts. It was the best decision I've ever made, though. Buying my own place, building equity in a home. I owe a big thank you to Carney Bank. That's right. You know how much I love them. They made the mortgage process very easy. My mortgage loan officer was always accessible, personable, very quick to respond to my messages. First-time homebuyers, do not hesitate to explore Carney Bank. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I always wonder this. When we get to the new year, yeah. at what point do we stop saying Happy New Year? Normally, uh, a week? Yeah. When's weeks. this anniversary of yours? Well, as soon as I start getting gifts, I'll uh, stop reminding <laughs> you folks that I have an anniversary. Quick break. When we come back, we got more to do, including the Yankees, who stunk yesterday. And uh, I don't know, it was some Nick fallout or whatever else Al has on his sheet. I have no idea. That said, we got Boomer and Geo at 6. Fun Friday on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. You know, oh, I really love those meatheads. I wrote a bunch of, a couple of new promos. I haven't heard any of them yet. He told me he put the, the production fellow, told me he put them in there. I don't know. I like same these. Old, same old, same old. One. As long as we don't talk about the vaccines. That one I had uh, eliminated. Really quick? Because yeah. this is right up your alley. So Joey and Yonkers did tweet. I, I've mentioned this Fernando Valenzuela game that I went to, but I don't yeah. remember many of the details. I just remember I remember it was one nothing, I believe, when I got there. Uh, and it turns out, remember I said I got there in the second inning? So I found the box score for the game. It was a Friday night in 1981. The Dodgers put a run up in the first inning. Fernando Valenzuela, the complete game shutout as they beat the Mets one nothing. Here's where it gets Boring. fun for you. How many of the Mets do you think you could name in the starting lineup? Because I think Ooh. right off the bat, you will name at least four of them. The 1981 Mets? Yes. I'm going to say you had uh, Dave Kingman. Bam, one. John Stearns. Wow. Now, all right, he, that's interesting because where did he play? Catcher. He played first base all on right. this night. I would have said catcher, too. So that's two. Mm. That's pretty good. Like right off the bat, you got all two. All right, give me uh, Hubie Brooks. Yes, there you go. Third base. <laughs> That's pretty good. And the best part, everybody, I'm looking at the camera like it's on. The best part of this is if I asked him how many guys he'd get from last night starting a lineup, <laughs> he probably wouldn't get three. So that's pretty good. You got three really quick. Uh, what about, give me, what about Doug Flynn? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Doug, Doug Flynn at second base, who I would not have gotten. I'm impressed. That's wow. four. There's uh, one more that I thought you would get. I, actually, I thought you'd get four. I thought you would have gotten the outfielder, not Doug Flynn. Ah, uh, man. This, I mean, this is. Outfielders. I don't want to call him your guy. There's actually two I thought you would have gotten. George Foster. No, he probably no. didn't get there until a couple of years ago. Correct. Later. No, no George Foster. Who? You're going you're gonna to be upset with yourself. Yeah. Joel. Youngblood. Yes. <laughs> and then the other one, Lee. Lee Mazzilli. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
So how about that? I, I cannot believe that was pretty good that you got <laughs> Doug Flynn. Now here were a couple I did I would have Who was ne- the shortstop? Would have never thought of this in a million years. Bob Baylor. See, I remember Bob Baylor as a he played second base a lot too for the Mets. Well, this night he started at shortstop, and the wow. only other one you didn't get, so the catcher was Alex Trevino. I don't remember I him. I remember him. And then the starting pitcher that night was Mike Scott. Oh, that was when he was on the Mets. When he was on the Mets. Before he learned how to cheat. Yes. And there's and real quick, the Dodgers. Davy Lopes, Dusty Baker, Steve Garvey, Ron Say, <laughs> Mike Sosha. And Fernando Valenzuela was the pitcher. Unbelievable. Pretty wild, right? What uh, Your what memory combined... from the 80s yeah, is really something to yeah. me. My memory of sports and music from the 80s. I'm all over it, Jerry. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Major League Baseball owners had a meeting yesterday, evidently. They're going to try and stop some cheating, huh? They're going to try to stop the cheating I epidemic. want them all not allowed in the Hall of Fame. All these, so it's it's pitchers who put things on their balls. <laughs> yes, essentially right? sticky balls. Well, it comes from their cap to their balls. Yes, from the cap to the balls. They got to rub the stuff on the balls. Yes. And then, uh, so they're going to try to enforce this more. I don't know how you do that. Do you just go out and inspect their hats? I think that might be the only way you can do it. What if you? What if you started? Then I'd start putting sticky substances in my back pocket. You could do that right? too. Yeah, or I mean my glove. The be- I know it's an exaggeration, but the major league movie with the old pitcher is you know when he tells he tells the young uh, when he tells Va- Vaughn Ricky Vaughn all the secrets he's got. I yeah, mean, where to hide your sticky substances? Yeah, I don't I don't know the answer to that, Al. I don't know. Did you ever see that video of uh, it was one of the Necro brothers, either Phil or Joe Necro? Uh, about how they cheated yeah well just like where they where the ump came out there's like a video of the ump coming out to the mound because someone had complained and he flips a uh a, a, a nail emery file board. yeah emery board i think they call it the nail file throws it to the ground yeah but let's murder all the other guys that have cheated <laughs> it really is fascinating well i feel like if you like there's certain cheating that we don't we mind. accept. Yeah, like steroids. For some reason, now we don't like it, right? So if you cheated with steroids, if you cheat by using cameras and banging garbage cans, that's no good. But if you can somehow scuff a baseball yeah. to make it spin ridiculous ways, that's yeah, if okay. You, if you could keep the cheating just to one person on your body with some sort of sticky substance, right? Sure, that's all right. I don't know what I would use. What would I? What would you, like? I'm some, sure you would use Vaseline. <laughs> That'd be the wrong thing, is that it's too slippery. But I heard pitchers, didn't Gaylord Perry used to I use Vaseline? I think he did. Now they change the balls out so much, it's, I would think it's difficult. They, uh, we, I remember when I went to the Met game with Giannotti two years ago, and we sat like second row, every pitch. I remember they tossed the ball, next one, give me another one. It was unbelievable how many yeah. baseballs they went through. But back when guys like Gaylord Perry and Phil Necro were scuffing balls, I think they'd play with a ball until it went into the stands. I think so. I think you're right. And so you could really do some damage yes. to that baseball. Yeah. Well, and just go back again to the Met Astro NLCS. Something was going on there. When Mike Scott was scuffing balls. Yes. I mean, come on. Oh, that Mike Scott. And even Why? spitballs were not legal. Spitters. Right. Not allowed to do that either. Another fella on uh, Twitter, Jerry, his name is Ray the Playmaker. He says that you can use Fernando Valenzuela in MLB The Show. Yeah, I think my son has him on And uh, he says, according to the game forums, Fernando is the best pitcher. Really? He's got a screwball that you can't hit. Didn't know that. I forgot about the screwball. And the screwball is when you turn your arm. Why is my phone going off at 530 when the arm is going 
the opposite direction. Yeah, I don't understand the screwball. I don't know how it works. Think about that. Guys threw screwballs, and there was no Tommy John surgery. Right. That's when men were men, Jerry. We just we would pitch until our until our but, arms yeah, came out of the sockets. But I don't even think we'd it, pop it back in. But that's not even true because Nolan Ryan was doing it into his forties and still throwing no hitters. Yeah. Right, Satchel Page was in his fifties, wasn't he? Is that right? I, I think he was. Well, I could. Still I will check. That. Maybe it was late forties. I think Satchel Page was pitching in his fifties. How many? How many innings he threw? His arm didn't fall off. He didn't have surgery. Do you think Nolan Ryan wakes up with a sore arm or no? No, like I don't. Nothing happened. Right? I don't. I absolutely don't. Plus, he had to beat up Robin Ventura that time, put him in the headlock, and whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> you love going to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then got right back up there and pitched again, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, I was a little off. Satchel Page, in the forty-six years old. All right, he was still pitching. Uh, actually, it's, this is weird. Hey, good for you, Satchel Page. He says he pitched. Uh, this must have just been some like show. At age fifty-eight, he pitched in some game. Nice, but yeah, interesting. Hmm. Who do we have to? Oh, Joey Lucchusi is pitching for the Mets tonight. Lucchusi, Joey Lucchusi against yes. Blake Snell, Padres. <laughs> yes, ten-ten mm. start. Lucchusi. <laughs> A Joey Lucchese. I tell you what, they better. He better give him some innings tonight. Yeah, because the you Mets better. Open, you know the whole. If you're just waking up and you read about the Met game last night, you know the Mets had first and third in the fifth inning and two out, and Walker was at 81 pitches, and they're sitting there saying, "We got to get him out of this game." You know, you got a shot here with Alonzo on the bench, but then Ron Darling tells you they've got no bullpen because David Peterson only threw a third of an inning the day before, and they had to basically use everybody. So they could use Lucchese yeah. to at least go five or six innings tonight. We need you to eat some innings, Lucchese. Would help. Would definitely help. And then uh, Nathan Eovaldi is uh, uh, pitching for the Red Sox tonight, Yankees Red Sox. Michael King, guy I'm not sure I know who that is. Yankees pitcher Michael King. <laughs> has he pitched a lot this year? No chance. He has pitched this year, yes. No, but not a lot. I don't know what he's a lot Gary is. He's not Gary Cole, Jerry. Ha- no, but he has, yes, he's. <laughs> All right. I don't know. So you're saying he's good? I'm saying the Yankees have a good chance to All win right. tonight. That's oh my fair. Goodness. So, and then uh, tomorrow night we get Bucks, Brooklyn Nets at, at Barkley Center. At Barkley Center, Bruins at the Islanders. Yeah, I didn't What's see a big I, local uh, ta- local situation going very on. Very much so. Well, again, this is going to be one of those days where you're going to have the Mets playing, the Yankees playing. You'll have the Nets in action, the Islanders. So yeah, it's uh, it's a good sports day. What's no Evan going to do? He loves the Islanders. Uh, Nets no, 7-15, Nets, for, Nets, Nets first. Nets at seven thirty. He'll not be at that game, right? Close. Nets first. He'll be at the Nets yeah. game probably. Oh, I hundred percent. He'll be at that game. What is this? Would be the, and I don't know. Are the Mets and Padres are they a four ten game tomorrow? Mm-hmm. A seven ten or ten ten? I don't know. That's one of those California Saturdays. You have no idea. Yeah. What time they're playing? A I have California not looked that far Saturday. ahead. So I'm looking here. So tomorrow they are DTD, Mets, and Padres. Oh, beautiful for Evan. 10 10. So he can go to Brooklyn. Okay. He can go to Brooklyn. Yes. This is this is the perfect Evan Roberts night. All right. Nets Bucks live from Barclays Center. In person. Islanders Bruins on the iPad. Get home in time for from he probably won't make first pitch, but get he'll DVR like he always does. Right. Get home in time to watch Mets Padres. He'll probably catch up in like the third inning. Right. And well, what if live. he's DVRing the Islander game? Then that's a lot of the sports. Uh, to I don't DVR think he'll there. do that because I think he will have it on the iPad. Plus, people would ruin it by they'll be putting up the Islander score. They probably, probably will in yeah. Barclays. That's possible, very possible. And the Yankees, I imagine, are probably one there. I feel like the Yankees are always one o'clock on Saturday. 
They are not tomorrow. Okay. Yankees are 7-15. Wow. So that's going to be a lot wow. going on at that time, Jerry. Only two iPads. Jerry, there's going to be so much sports. I'm not going to know which, which to watch. Yeah, none. You'll watch the ID channel or some wrestling documentary. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Or a f- show about meeting your fiance in 90 days. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. <laughs> so much to watch, Jerry. There's just so much content. Hence, I will cover the sports this weekend, and you can watch what you want to watch. All right. Perfect. And uh, Diamondbacks TV analyst Bob Brenly. Yeah. Remember he uh, took some heat for referencing a do-rag on yes. the head of uh, Marcus Stroman while he was pitching. I have the – I'll read you the line. All right. Um, Which from, line are you reading me? The Brenly line. Oh, all right. So the one this, during the game or what he said? Uh, the one during the game. He said Marcus Stroman was on the mound. He said, quote, pretty sure that's the same do-rag that Tom Seaver used to wear when he pitched for the Mets. Right. And he uh, took some heat for that. Uh, I guess a lot of heat. Matter, lot and of not heat. only that, one of the Diamondbacks pitchers, very disappointed in those Is comments right? as well. Yes. Well, I know he had apologized, and then he supposedly reached out to Marcus Stroman. But now, Jerry, he is going to take a voluntary leave. This is what he's doing. This is a quote. He's going to devote my attention to awareness training related to diversity and inclusion to enhance my understanding and appreciation of others. Well, I get it from this standpoint. I didn't realize that that had racist undertones to it. Right. That is, you know, he's referencing Tom Seaver. He's referencing something that I I told you, I have a good friend of mine, wears those all the time. I did not realize myself that that was something that was negative. Right. So he's going to go for the awareness training, and maybe he'll now have a better, as I would now, have a better understanding of that. So, I wonder what that training is like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll blog about it. Or he'll just disappear until he comes back in a month. Right. I don't know how long his leave is going to be, whether it's two weeks, a month, six weeks. I don't know. Maybe well, we'll find out. I don't know. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. All right. All right. Quick timeout. 25 in front of six. It's a Friday show here on The Fan. Boomer and Geo. Top of the hour. Don't go away. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jerry, longtime tag team champions. Very interesting. So I've got Twitter's a good thing. Alan Jerry, by the way, until uh, six o'clock. So I, I can't see. So Victor on Twitter. This is all with the conversation about putting stuff on your balls when you're pitching. Yes. So there's a video from you, Darvish, from last night. It looks like he's got something in his glove. Is that right? It look. I'm not saying he is, but it looks like he is rubbing the inside part of the, like the thumb part of the glove. It looks like he's rubbing it with his three fingers, and then he goes right to the baseball. Is that right? Yeah, you really interesting. Sticky balls. That was Pretty sent wild. to us by Hector Santiago. Yes, really interesting. Somebody else, also Jerry, uh, a fellow who goes by the name "I'll Be Brief," had as a prototype for your new garage invention the pitching helmet, and it just looks like a motorcycle helmet. 
<laughs> You're not talking about that. You want something for the pitchers, Jerry, not a motorcycle helmet. Correct. Oh, speaking of helmets, did you see that uh, our new favorite head coach in the NFL, Lions head coach Dan Campbell? Yeah, did why, you see this? I saw he was in a motorcycle helmet. Why? <laughs> we went to his press conference. I guess he's the, I don't know, he's starting a race or something. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was I was so, wondering. I guess there's a race in Detroit on June 12th that he's doing something with. In a helmet. In a helmet. And so he went to the press conference in a racing helmet. In a helmet. It was so weird. So I see him in the racing helmet. And I was like, I'm not even sure I care why he's in. Like, this guy, it's enough of this guy already. He hasn't coached the game yet. <laughs> I was going to say the season hasn't started. <laughs> I'm already like, this guy's trying too many gimmicks. So far. Now he's in a helmet. He's biting kneecaps. Yeah. I always say, what do you in think the helmet. Fords think when they see him pull this stuff off? <laughs> There's our head coach in a helmet. <laughs> it's so stupid. Packers running back, A.J. Dillon, Jerry. I he, love this. He has nicknames for each of his gigantic quad muscles and both have names correct yeah he's got a different name for each of his i saw one i didn't see i saw quadzilla quadzilla jerry that's one of his what's the other one the quad father all right do you think he gets that's those tatted on each quad uh that would be cool that would be cool maybe i'll start naming my quads bony (laughs) (laughs) boneless skin and bones and then you could pretzel tat- sticks. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> you could tat that on your thigh. These are my quads: pretzel sticks and breadsticks. Those are my two quad nicknames. No, but a breadstick could be thick, so that's no good. Yeah, pretzel sticks are what they pretzel are. Stick, snap, pretzel and, rods, and boneless is what it is. Boneless. <laughs> yes. Actually, it's just a bone. There's no muscle. That's the problem. That's why I said bony. Bony. <laughs> bony. Yeah. I wish I had nice big quads. Well, here's oh, here's an idea. Squat. Try to actually work them a little bit. Yeah, I'm only upper body workouts. I'm aware. I tried doing squats years ago and I had to do just I did the squats on that machine where they it's the bar but it's it's in a in some sort of like a, it's on a track mm-hmm. so you can't drop it and hurt yourself. And I was only I was able to do 0 pounds on it. Oh, just, come on. Just the bar and I felt like hmm what is wrong People with people in the gym are probably looking at me. I was always prepared when I was putting no weight on the, the squats. I was always prepared for somebody to say something to me. And then I was going to say, I'm rehabbing an injury. <laughs> <laughs> so take that elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, I'm when, sorry. I just replaced both of my knees is what I was prepared really, to 41? say. 41? <laughs> Didn't Craig in Atlantic City claim to like leg press 1,100 pounds or yeah. something ridiculous? He keeps adding the weight. Uh, As he gets older? He did. It was an impressive amount of weight. Yeah, but it wasn't 1,100 pounds. And a leg press is not a leg squat. Right. No, The big difference. The leg press is when you're sitting in the chair and you just can push the weight. Machine, right? Yes. Yeah, on on a machine. A leg squat, when you put the bar on your shoulders with the free weights, that's legit. I mean, that's really tough to do. You can hurt yourself, too. Yeah, I've seen people do those squats where they put a bench behind them and they squat down until their butt touches oh, the bench and no, then goes you. back up. Yeah, I'll pass. I would feel like How did you a do a ball might pop out? When we it might. It might shoot across the room. When we did insanity, how did you do with the jump squats? I don't like them. I did them, but I didn't like them. But did you like really do them? I or? did them properly. I think. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Jerry is more focused on my upper body. Most of the mirrors in my house are only half mirrors, so I don't have see. them on the ceiling for your Friday nights. <laughs> So I can't see them. I can't see my lower body, luckily. You're so vain. I can see instead of <laughs> tiles in the kitchen, you got you got mirrors. I have mirrors everywhere. So I just always see me. 
More of me. I see that Amazon, Jerry, they'll be doing a Thursday Night Football uh, next season. Not this season, mm-hmm. but next season. And they're going after, supposedly, Al Michael. He did what? Okay. I mean, we're not Where going is, after so, somebody new. Isn't Michael still doing Sunday Night Football? Yeah, but I guess he's being replaced by... Uh, uh, this, I think, is his last season. This is the last then year I with think, NBC? Yeah. That, well, then I think they're, they're trying to move Tarico into that spot, right? Okay. So Amazon's looking to... And supposedly, I, I saw some... Like, they want to pay him a lot I'm sure of they money. will. Because to get him, they're going to have to pay him a lot but of money. why? We're gonna, as you would say, I, we're I'm with watch, you. I'm going to watch... Let's if get the some game's new guys good, there. I'm watching the game. I don't care. No offense. I don't care if it's Andrew Catalan. I don't care if it's... No offense. I don't care if it's Ian. I don't care if it's... Al Michaels, if the game is good, I'm watching the game. Yeah. I don't know. I listen, should they be paid? Yes. Some of these numbers though make no sense to me. None. Like Amazon should go out on a limb and get somebody cool. They could do that, and maybe they will. Isn't Amazon also responsible for the first uh solely female broadcast of an NFL game? I that feel I like remember. they did that this season. Yeah, I think it does sound familiar, Jerry. And that was very good for them. And good for you. And they were first ones to do it. Yeah. So they could go out and do something different. But I understand also, it's kind of like when Fox got the NFL, the first thing they did was go out and get Summerall and Madden. Right. Because it legitimizes the broadcast. Correct. And I get that. You're right. It legitimizes the broadcast. But the NFL is such a behemoth right now, it doesn't matter. What no they, one is turning that on to listen to Al Michaels. What if Amazon said, we're bringing in a local show called The Warm-Up Show to do play-by-play and color commentary? I'm in. You would do that, right? Oh, are you kidding me? Would love to do that. Yeah. Would love to do that. Who do we talk to? Basketball Amazon? is still my favorite to do. Basketball? I love doing basketball. But yeah, football would be fun. I've certainly done enough of it. Who would I just go on the Amazon Bezos. and reach out to somebody? Jeff Bezos. Although he's stepping down. He's stepping a different what? role. Yeah. He's going to be, I forget what it's called. He's not going to be the CEO anymore. Is that right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that job's available. No, he's been CEO? replaced already. Oh, he They is. already gave that $50 million a year job to someone else. <laughs> You're out. Sorry. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I could do that, Jerry. Yeah, well. Uh, and you do know, Jerry, that this is the year, as I guess, the cicadas are coming out. So people are telling me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll soon be, like, just covered in cicadas. And for whatever reason now, people think it's a delicacy to eat cicadas. I'm already seeing well, things like chocolate-covered cicadas that are going to be for you sale. You can buy chocolate-covered crickets at Mariner games. That's true. Now, and people are buying them. I would, eat, I would try the crickets at Mariner's games. I really would. Why? Because I think anything crunchy is pretty tasty. So have a chocolate-covered cicada. They feel like, I feel like they've, when my, I told you my friend uh, collected a bunch of cicadas when we were kids and he chopped their heads off. Yeah. White pus came out. Well, what do you think's coming out of a cricket? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You think they're made of garlic? <laughs> they're going to taste great? <laughs> I don't think white pus is coming out of them. What do you think is coming? You've never stepped on a cricket? No. Never? Never. Wow. But a cicada, when my friend chopped their heads off, a big white pus would come out. Stuff will ooze out of a cricket, I promise really? you. Yes, mm. of course. I feel like when you just deep fry the cricket, it's not. Guess what will no happen oozing. with the cicada? Deep fry it, same thing. The oozingness will harden? Yes, you should try a chocolate-covered cicada. Well, the FDA has come out. They're the Food and Drug Administration. They said that eating cicadas could be dangerous if you have a seafood allergy. So let me just get this right. Yeah. The FDA, who has no time to actually study vitamins, which help us. 
they've went head first into cicadas. That's correct. Hey, take any pill you want. Right. It's legal. We don't have time to check it. But let's look at the cicadas. Right. Like, give me but a break. if you're going to eat a cicada, good lord, be careful if you have seafood allergies. I mean, you could literally buy a, a product right now to enhance your wiener. Right. The FDA has no interest <laughs> in checking that. But we're going to check out chocolate-covered bugs. Correct. God help us For all. For seafood allergies, oh Jerry. Oh, my God. Um, also, the FDA says... Happy anniversary, Al. That's right. They sent me an anniversary gift, chocolate-covered cicadas, because I don't have a seafood allergy. Since I am celebrating the one year in my new condo, that's because I was sick of paying rent, and I wanted to build equity in a home. So I got in touch with Carney Bank. They made the entire mortgage process very easy. Things that would have taken a few days at the big banks, done in an afternoon at Kearney. I wouldn't recommend anyone else. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers a ton of savings. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, we're not done. we still got a little more to do, and then Boomer and Geo at 6. Right now, though, an Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence is off. She's lazy. So JR is here on LeBron. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. Albeit a fun Friday, still a loser Friday as everybody lost on Thursday. What else, Al? Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Crazy story, Jerry, coming out of India. <laughs> so a guy, this is not good. A guy goes to his wedding to get married in this India. This is not good. The bride has a heart attack and dies, and then they just have him marry her sister. Right there, I right mean. Right there. I mean, they, what am I supposed to say? I don't about know that? what you're supposed to say about it, Jerry. What's going on over there? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Celeste's sister went to a wedding where she was gonna. She was probably the bridesmaid, right? She was gonna watch her sister get married. End up marrying the guy. This is what goes on. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> That's crazy. Is it is it a real story? That's a real story. I googled it. It's on TMZ. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, then you Google it. It's on TMZ. And they had pictures. They had here's the woman who had the heart attack and died. Here's the groom. They circled all in the same day. Same day. Wedding was already. When I guess, is the paid mourning for. period? Morning. I guess afterwards, after the celebration of the marriage, and you mourn. How do you the death of the? Make sure oh, you're locked in to keep winning Guns and Roses tickets as our week long blitz continues. 